You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It is now 20 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Dr. Chido Chasenyere, who is from the UJ's Institute for Pan-African Thought and Conversation. As voters in Equatorial Guinea are preparing to go to the polls on Sunday, not much will change as President Obiang is expected to be re-elected. The 80-year-old is vying for a sixth term against two other candidates. If re-elected, Obiang will face new challenges with a declining economy hit by COVID-19 and a sharp rise in food prices. For more on this, Dr. Chido Chasenyere now joining us on the line. Dr. Nyere, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What's the significance of this election if um, the expectation is that uh, President Obiang will be re-elected and this will be for his sixth term? Good afternoon, Aldrin, and good afternoon to your listeners. So the significance is that President Theodore Nguema is seeking legitimacy. So we know in terms of the outcome of the election, we do not necessarily, as you rightly said, expect anything different. But he is seeking legitimacy because in terms of the economic, uh, regional economic block that he belongs to, they need that election in order to endorse him so that even the African Union can recognize him. But this is the problem with African leaders in general. So at the recently concluded African Union at 20, there was part of the team at that conference that spoke about the silencing of guns. And I'm bringing this up ironically because President Nguema, the way he came into power was through a military coup. And you have probably heard oftentimes people referring to the cliche, a coup begets a coup. And this is where I think it will go. Eventually, it will get to a point that it will be taken out through a coup. I'm not advocating for a coup, but the very fact that the guns are still speaking, as it were, the guns are still speaking, it simply tells us that in terms of silencing the guns, it is not anything that will be, will be achievable in the near future, especially in Africa. But the guns speak, and in fact, the very reason that makes the guns speak is exactly what is happening in, in Equatorial Guinea, where one then becomes sympathetic to the idea of a coup. Because when he came into power, he seemed to be legitimate. So legitimacy has always clouded his issue. And again, he's seeking legitimacy in terms of the sixth term. But honestly, at 80 and at, at, at an advanced stage, where you have been in power mm. for more than 43 years, what else can you offer? There really isn't much in terms of the obtaining social, political, and as you say, the economic situation, it will worsen. Yeah, then the question then becomes, also considering his age, um, 80 years now, um, who then is really in control of, of the country, including the decision-making? And could it possibly be that there are other players behind him and where he is expected to play almost like a ceremonial role? You are quite right. And my sense is that the military has a lot of interest. And we have seen this play out precisely in Equatorial Guinea, but in, all, in other African countries as well, where you have a president by name, 
They have no executive authority. They do not command any authority. They do not necessarily have any executive power. But the people and the system behind them are the ones that are benefiting. And my perception into this is that the military in Equatorial Guinea is behind the perpetuation of President Guema's power. Whereas he may be tired and frankly may not even want. But this is exactly what we have seen play out in other domains where these military people, the military giants and some politicians do not want for, for their president to cede power because once that incumbent is out of power, we know the law will then come to haunt them because they've committed a lot of crimes, uh, corruption, fraud, you name it, human rights abuses. And this is exactly why they would not want him mm. to lose power. Um, if anything, if, if we are to go by the last election results, where President Wema polled about 93%, if we are to go by that, we clearly see that in terms of the election results, this is likely to be the outcome, and the outcome is not necessarily a reflection of the will of the people, but rather a few people that want to be protected through the continuation of President Wema. Well, another thing is considering that his son is the vice president, um, and if we look at, for instance, if he has been in power for 43 years, it means that um, his son was only 11 years old when his father took power, and um, he is um, the vice president of the country. Are they creating a dynasty here? Exactly. This is a typical classical dynasty. You cannot have a president, a democratically elected president, where the constitution is purported to be the chief instrument in a country, to have relations like that, father and son, at the helm of the country. It is really against democratic principles. And of course, um, even if there is anything that is to happen to President Nguema, the son is likely to take over. And they may not even take over through an election. It will just be a simple takeover by invocation of the Constitution. But we do not expect, should that happen, we do not expect anything different from the son. Because as you rightly say, he has been part of this system since he was young. All he knows mm. is exactly this system and what the father has taught him and what he has seen. So we do not really expect anything different from the rule of the father, uh, President Kiedongwema. And how do you see the elections going this weekend? Do you think it would be violence-free? I do not think so. So maybe let's realize this. Already the, the borders are closed in Equatorial Guinea, right? The borders are closed. And of course, um, the rationale that has been given is that we, they want to prevent uh, groups that can infiltrate and destabilize. But for me, my sense is that there is violence, and the less people are exposed to what is happening internally, it is better controlled. And this is their reasoning. So they do not want people to be entering the country. So those that will be entering to cover the, the election will be thoroughly vetted. And if they are perceived to be, uh, to be antagonistic to the regime, they will probably not get accreditation. So it, it is a way of censoring information that can get out of Equatorial Guinea as this election is taking away. But I don't think it will be violence-free. Violence is the order of the day. Yeah. You know, as you were speaking about um, a coup bigots another coup, uh, and I'm looking at the history of how Nguema became or came to power, 
and um, how he also came to power through a coup, but it was his uncle who was in power at the time. Um, now you have a situation where it is him who is in power and his son um, being the vice president, second highest office um, in the country. What are the possibilities of the son actually leading that coup? I'm glad you asked this question. The possibility is very high. Um, and we, we do not mind the fact that this is a father and son relationship. It has happened before uh, with, with Lawrence Kabila and Joseph Kabila in DRC. We know it has happened before because the son has his own ambitions. The son has his own team that is backing him up. So it is very plausible that the coup that can come may as well emanate from within the circles. In fact, most coups, when they happen, it is from within the circles of the incumbent. So even if you look at how he came to power, his uncle was in power, mm. and he was part of the inner circle of the uncle. Yeah. So it's within those very inner circles or those very people that are around him that will cause this destabilization and a coup will take place. So it's very plausible. This is exactly where it may go. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Chido Chasengere is from the UJ's Institute for Pan-African Thought and Conversation. Just listen to that. Um, so um, President Tungwema is seeking to extend his 43-year rule, right? Um, since the independence of Equatorial Guinea from Spain in 1968, um, the country has only had two presidents, and that is um, President Tungwema, uh, and also his uncle, Francisco Nguema, who he removed from power in 1979. And now in this particular uh, stage, you have Nguema's son being the vice president of the country. Is that not a dynasty?